Don't do bad things, guys. Simple <laughs> rule of life. If it's bad, don't do. <laughs> no lah. I mean, it's definitely not that simple lah, but... <laughs> Okay, uh, welcome back, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same You're stuff back. that we're wearing. Exactly, Just, you know, we, we want to stick with the team. Yeah. The team, there's a team going on, you know. Everybody's wearing dark colored clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I think, we, you know, we, we ended last week's episode or the previous episode you know with a lot more um with a lot more questions and i think like you know we would like to actually dive deeper into those questions today right so, so some of the questions is like um what's your favorite vegetable <laughs> right? so if you're listening to this um if you're watching this on youtube right just comment down below what's your favorite vegetable yeah <laughs> Malaysia should eat more vegetables, actually. Advo- <laughs> but that's a topic on advocating for healthy food. Uh... Yeah, that's advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> healthy eating. Yeah. And I think back to the topic about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Yeah, back to the topic. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, uh, back to the topic actually about uh, advocacy, right? I um, actually I want like you know we we wanted to like, talk to you about the things that happen behind the scenes, yeah, right? Because everything that we see is whatever media portrays or whatever Instagram portrays, and we don't see like, what you no know, the blood, sweat, the tears, the hard stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so much, so much that goes on um behind like even if even if we're talking about let's not just let's not talk about advocacy uh, yet la. let's just talk about where people are getting their news where people are getting their information right um that that in itself um there's so much um going on behind that you have to be very very careful where you're getting your sources uh there's there's so much to media ownership right um who who owns the media that that uh is giving out this writing out these narratives um for you to read about and watch and all that right so mm. who are the ones who with with the the means of producing such narratives um what are they gaining from it um and what's the agenda so i think all these questions are so important but um, in this media saturated world, we just take in everything, right? We just read and scroll and read and scroll and read and scroll. So we 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 have um it's very interesting how on Twitter actually right now, if you um if there's like a news article or there's like a link, and if you try and share the link um without clicking into the link first. They actually give you a warning and um not really a warning but they they tell you uh, first that um you haven't clicked into this link are you sure you want to share it which i think is actually uh, it's right? pretty smart though <laughs> right? i think it's a pretty good thing that twitter has done 
Um, Twitter has not done a lot of good things recently, uh, right? Yeah, their, their, <laughs> their design recently, it's um, I don't know what they did. Uh, they changed the font, they they changed the way um the follow button and the following button. Ah, okay. They've <laughs> <laughs> not done a lot of very nice things recently, but but this is a pretty good um thing to add, lah, because you know, um, if you haven't read it, then why are you sharing it, right? Um, and even if you have read it, um, what do you gather from from that piece of news, from that narrative, from that story? Um, any communication student out there, you probably have heard of this name called Marshall McLuhan, Mister Marshall McLuhan, right, Mister MM. Um, he is basically. Any any communications major is pretty, basically your god lah, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> this all the all the all your lecturers would 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 talk so much about him, um. But basically, he said this saying that's um. So it, it it's a saying that was way before the advent of the internet and social media, but um, it's still so it's so prevalent. It's so important. Today, because what he said was what, um, the medium medium. No, no, he cut off there. Oh, sorry, I think I was lagging. All right, all right. All right. Okay, we okay, rewind. Maybe... Rewind back to Marshall McLuhan. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay. So I think when uh for for communication students lah, so this this name is like a really. Um, hmm. your your lecturers will probably call him like it's probably your lecturer's god lah, right? Uh, Mr. Marshall McLuhan, Mr. M M double M M squared, right? He has this saying that's really really uh famous. It's it's axiom. It's called it's that um the medium is the message, and what does he mean by that? It's basically that um when you look at the um, the way that the uh, the story is being delivered to you, or who is producing these stories, there's so much to learn from that over the story itself, right? So if you have a story about um, the the degazement of the of the Kuala Langat North Forest Reserve, for example, and it's written by a particular news site, um, Marshall McLuhan argument is that the article itself is not as important who is writing the article that's more important who is funding the article that's more important right because from there you know because that's the medium uh, they are uh, and also like where are they releasing this article that's also more important because the medium itself tells more so for example if this article is shared primarily let's say in facebook does this news site have a particular audience that they want to reach that's more prevalent in Facebook than on Twitter? Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, it could be a certain community or um, it, uh, it could be uh, a certain group of stakeholders. So what, what, whatever's the case, that actually tells you more about the agenda of the storytelling of the narrative than the article itself. Because if you read the article, of course, it's going to um, 
uh, have like this stance. But for you mm. to identify the stance, you need to know all these things that's you know behind the scenes. That's um, who's controlling that medi- the medium itself. By knowing that, you know more about the situation than if than if you just read the article on its own. Um, so I think that's a very very important thing in in beginning to understand what goes on behind advoc, not just advocacy but um, um, narratives mm. there in general. Mm-hmm. I, I think Sean was great talking about like you know uh, in America with sales right. You know, Sean talk about that. Mm-hmm. America. Uh, the sales of yeah oh yeah you know it was it was actually this this video that i watched like one of the random videos i don't really follow this guy but he's like this comic that that like um he he creates these videos that are very non-pc like (laughs) and one of the videos that he created was um you can easily take footage right that uh like of a riot or something and then change the title of the 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 riot or like you know for example uh, back then there were there were people fighting against the police um the, because of police brutality and and like it was it, he one of the one of the things he was saying he was saying was um oh the title for this video can be the police stand stand firm against those that are opposing opposing them right and then on the other side you can say oh the the these these um because the in the video right they were like um black people that were fighting against the police so then then the other video was saying oh um you know this this video clearly shows it's the same video like you know it, this this clearly clearly shows that you know black people are are uh you know bad and like they are they are doing this stuff and all that kind of thing you know it's 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 very easy to like package the media in a certain way and skew it so that it is beneficial for a certain party and um like mm. we were we were talking mm. about this off off the line uh, but it's 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 very hard to to um identify like sources that are trustable and and you know being being able to discern where you can get your your true true source of information right and then that that is why like i think like what you're talking about um not just looking at the content of the 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 news but also reading in between the lines and finding out who who is benefiting from this particular um particular piece of news, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and yeah. yeah, I feel like the it's actually very very scary the amount of power that media plays in in you know just just being able to sway people's opinions, and and these are yep. the kinds of things that actually cause. Um, you know, like, have you guys heard about this like Q and on thing in America? Yeah, where like Q and on, like I'm, I am surprised that these kind of things happen in the world. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I get less surprised every single day. La. Like, right? <laughs> more things, things happen. You're just at a point where, and it's, it's so sad that you uh, that we are getting desensitized to it. It's like, mm. um. The injustices that are happening is just another day, but I think we have to reach a point where we are like, um, we we cannot allow ourselves to be desensitized because once we get desensitized, um, it starts becoming the norm. It starts becoming, um, something that we can ignore on a day to day basis. 
mm. right? Um, it starts to become a point where we be like, you know, um, what to do? It's like that, lah. Then what can we do about it? Uh, is yeah, lah, correct, lah. That happens every week anyway. Mm. We cannot allow that to happen because once that happens, we stop caring, we stop fighting for for it, and um, we we stop trying to make change happen. Do you do you see yeah. it as a? I mean, in the future, love, Do you do you see it um to become a norm where people start to, you know, uh, read between the lines and like find out more about the news sources that they read, or or will this forever be something that is um, you know, only done by the niche as opposed to the masses? Like most people don't don't spend time like cross-referencing different news articles and all that. And, and it's a bit, it's a bit mm. time consuming as well. Uh. So what do you think? Um, it's, it's definitely, I cannot say for sure. Lah. It's going to be so, mm. so difficult. Um, wait, okay. Which is why, right? When, when you, when you think about it, the, the, the responsibility shouldn't be on the public to need to um, decide whether this new source is truthful or not, is credible or not. We shouldn't need to have this responsibility. The responsibility should be um, held by the, the people with the means to produce these, um, these news articles and these um, stories, right? We are not supposed to... Um, um how how do I put it? Like we are we're not supposed to be the ones policing it instead. Mm. Why 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 should we be the ones who are arguing over whether this article is accurate or not when it should be accurate in the first place? Mm. Yeah. Um which is why a big part of looking at um whether or not people are going, we're going to arrive at a point where people are going to um, be more critical about the news. Um, I mean, yes, that is something that we're trying to um, educate more people about in terms of even like media literacy, um, political literacy. Uh, I think that's something that even, you know, uh, organizations like Undi18, they're, they're trying to do. Um, but when we do that at the same time we must also do things like advocating for um the media's uh, uh, like major major media companies to be free from political influence right to be free from political influence or maybe like these should be companies that shouldn't be owned by anyone um in power those kinds of things so once that once we're able to get that um settled then um, it's not like a foolproof way, but we'll definitely see a little more accountability in terms of the news. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. it will definitely solve the problem, but then it will make it a little bit easier for the rest of us, lah, so that we don't really need to cross-check so um so 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 hard. Um we don't really need to mistrust the media so much. But I don't foresee that really happening. Right? It's 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 something that um, we we have to continuously fight for, but but don't see um the uh people letting go of the media in that way. Uh, in in some way they are going to be there's going to be a power power play that involves the media, and um we just have to be more alert 
to not be caught up by it. Yeah. But I still stand on that love. We are not the ones who should be responsible to do all these things. But we have I love that. And that's a problem. Mm. Right? Same, same, same thing like, you know, um, I wanna get I wanna get to this. It seems seem like how it, it, it seems to be a res- our responsibility to, you know, not use straws, not use plastic straws, right? We, they, they keep telling us to use paper straws and like, you know, bamboo straws or what. And like, um, it, uh, telling us that, you know, if you use the plastic straws, you're killing the turtles. I mean, not wrong. It's definitely um, less harmful to use the paper straws. I mean, okay, it also depends on where the paper is coming from, la, whether it's like um, coming from sustainable sources. You know. But, um, using plastic, yeah, I, I I get it. Using plastic straws is bad. But who's the real villains here? Like, why are we the ones being held responsible responsible to do these things like, uh, you know, um, uh, not use uh, plastic straws, to remove, uh, to, 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 to not use single-use plastics and all that, when the actual culprits are big corporations who are... Um, like taking advantage of the ecosystem, they are creating much more waste than any in, in, any one of us are creating. You know, so um, why 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 again? Why is the responsibility like with put put on us as individuals mm. as um people who aren't even owning the means of production, but the people in power are the ones uh, responsible. And we are the ones punished for it. I think that's why we are fighting for so, so many of these things because we are not, we are punished for things that we are not um, responsible for. It's always about like shifting the blame, right? It's like if, if the companies can get away with it and push all the blame to consumers, like consumers are not making the right decisions in, or like you're not choosing sustainable stuff, you're not using reusable stuff, then uh, because of that, then you are actually the problem. But then when you look at the statistics behind it, like I think, um, have you guys seen like the, the Netflix um, documentary, Seaspiracy? There's also a Cowspiracy. But um, see, I think Seaspiracy <laughs> is a newer one. Uh, I mean, like yeah. Yeah, you, you have to take it with a grain of salt as well. Yeah. Because the, yeah, sorry, what, what, what was that? I hate the name. <laughs> Because it could, it could, it could be conspiracy. Could be conspiracy. Yeah. What the heck? yeah. <laughs> but then, but then again, right? Like they, they made, they made cowspiracy at the start, ma. So, you know, you have to have some sort of theme going on, right? It's like cowspiracy, seaspiracy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like seaspiracy, right? They were talking about how actually the, 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 the plastic straws, right? We don't, even if everybody, um, um, no, sorry. The, the plastic straws only a like um, um what's it yeah, it's not it's not a it's big not, not part a very, of it right very big thing la. like the the more important thing is actually like uh people using like those those large trolls that like scrape the ocean bed and like they destroy all the coral reefs and that that's the one that actually kills a lot mm-hmm. of turtles because they don't have any more like like space to live right they're killing their homes and like um yeah. and not only that they're like 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 um, making all of these uh, ocean reefs like drained of any kind of nutrients that they actually need. Um, so, yep. so it's all it's like 
I guess at taking everything at like face value is like, oh, okay, I'm I'm using paper straw, so I'm like like having or like helping the the environment. I feel like mm. we have to to look beyond that and see what's actually um, contributing to the the waste and what's contributing to to the damage. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. And because, but then mm. but then again, right? I'm not saying. Because it's very easy to make this argument uh, where like people stay start to say like oh if you if you look at it in the big picture thing right like um my my decisions doesn't actually make any difference like it's all like, all up to mm, the companies yeah. to to make those big changes then like what's your what's your take on that like for individual consumers right like if their yep. their change is so minute right then what what would they do right I think um it doesn't. I think these are not mutually exclusive. La. It's not mm. that um, just because you are fighting the big corporations that you, um, you, can, you, you, you can just kick your, you know, just sit back, relax, and just not care about anything. Uh. Because um, I guess there is a power in um, doing the small things. There is a power in doing the small things because when you have everyone doing the small things, then... Um, the, the there's the impact of seeing that hey every normal person is trying our is doing what we can that's within our capacity each one of us is trying to do that why can't you as someone who owns like the big company or or, or, or like uh, someone who is uh, a lawmaker someone who is a legislator why can't you do your part in um, fixing this issue Right in mm. creating legislation that is um th- that uh, prevents you know um toxic uh toxic waste being uh, poured into the seas Th- these kinds of things um yeah if we are doing what we can why can't you do your your job I think um mm. when we do these small things we but we must do it in, with that intention we must do it knowing that our our um not not just for performative sake lah. Uh, right, it, we have to step away from doing performative advocacy and actually do it with an intention of, hey, I want to prove a point. It's not just that um, uh, I, I'm, I, I am trying to help. I am doing it to try and help. But at the same time, yeah, it's not mutually exclusive. La. It's not that just because I'm trying to help, um, that means um, what I'm doing doesn't uh, doesn't hold any weight, or that the 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 gov- the government is the is the only culprit, that kind of thing, right? So, like like I said in the previous podcast, we are not um one dimensional creatures. We can do all of it, right? Mm. So, if if you don't, if you like to use paper straws, I hate using paper straws. I'm, I I rather just straight drink from the cup. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's so it, yeah. Oh, Who likes? Mm-hmm. Push trust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I echo both of you said, right? There, there's this, um, there, there's this quote that I read, and it, it's, again, like, it's more about like um, recycling and, and the environment, but I feel it falls very beautifully in almost anything that we do, and it goes like something like, um, we do not need one person to do recycling perfectly. We need a hundred thousand people doing recycling imperfectly. 
I think it's it's working together as a community instead of thinking of it as I am one person I'm going to champion for this and I'm going to fight the war by myself. Yeah, I mean you you cannot fight this on yourself. Advocacy will never work on your own. Like you can make a statement, you can make a powerful statement, you can make a statement that you know lasts through like tens and te- like decades, but um you want to do something real do it with people you cannot do it on your own like mm-hmm. yeah i um yeah i'm not even coming from a place of um oh i have done something great you know i'm not even coming from that place i'm just coming from um you know logically speaking lah, any great endeavor you you need people on board you need a um you you have this ideal your ideology is that you want um you, you you want to bring change you 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 want uh all races in malaysia to live uh har- harmoniously maybe right you need people to mm-hmm. agree with you and you need people to champion it with you your mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think that's a that's a no brainer you actually yeah if you're going alone I don't think you you ever going alone unless like your 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 cause is something that is bad lah. Then you probably go in. <laughs> Actually, not even that. You know, there there are probably some people out there who's gonna uh, be on your side if you you do something you want something bad or so. But you know, mm. don't do bad things, guys. <laughs> Simple rule of life: if it's bad, don't do. <laughs> no lah. I mean, it's definitely not that simple lah. But <laughs> then we got a we got a discussion about morality and what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. What's right? And what's wrong? But I think no, that... according to Aristotle. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, like talking about that, um, I I think about the back uh, behind the scenes lah, right? Like other yeah. than finding like you know to, um. The sources and cross checking and spending the time to actually find out, you know, the truth, right? I think like working mm-hmm. as a team, like what, what, what is the core of it? Core of it is your com. It's it's your. It's your. Ideals, your like what I was saying just now that um, if any one of you don't, don't really believe in it. Then, number one, there's no point. And number two, um, you won't get far. You get you reach a point where like one of y'all is uh want wants to do something more r- radical, and then the other one doesn't really believe in it to a point where oh I'm gonna agree you're doing something radical, right? For example, let's just say the the Lawan protest, right? Let's say you are with your group of friends and you're thinking to yourself. I really believe in our freedom of expression and I want to go down and go down to the streets and you know um take my place and and, and fight for it. Um and your group of friends also believe believe in this the same thing, right? Uh they're like, yeah, we, we believe in the same thing. But then like, you know, some someone also one one of and then you actually form like uh maybe maybe you start a a, a an Instagram page that posts updates about this or that, that shares other people's posts about Lawan, right? So you have this team. But one of y'all actually don't really believe in it so much, yeah? You're mm-hmm. just thinking like, oh, maybe 
maybe yeah lah, I think it's it's that lah. It's it's bad. Like, you know, the gov- government is doing something bad. So uh share lah, this kind of thing. Lah. But then then when um the protest actually happens and then some of everyone was like, hey, yeah, we should actually go down. It's, then one of one of them, one of your friends go like, I don't actually believe in it so much that I want to like um I want to go and do something like that. Like do something that's a little more radical. So then it's okay lah. Never mind lah. Then your your group will like solve. There's no synergy anymore. Mm. I'm not even, I'm not talking about people who aren't uh who who cannot go and protest due to various reasons, right? I'm just talking about if you want to have a group that advocates for something, that group needs to have, need to share that common passion for, for that, um, whatever cause that you're, that you're talking about. Because if you don't share this, a similar level of passion, then you're not going to um, agree on where to go next for your cause. Mm-hmm. So you need to find similar minded people in terms of that behind the scenes if you're talking about that, I guess. But um, I think people also need to know more about why, no, like how, uh, how much work goes behind these things, right? Because even when I manage my, my Instagram page, it's a very minor advocacy um, project. It's not, it's not like we're actually... Uh, uh, we, we we might in some someday I hope someday we we actually do things like um raising money and uh, uh doing community outreach, right? I hope I hope someday we reach a capacity where we're able to do that. But right now we are focusing on like things like education, uh uh, in, in Instagram uh, education, but um even that alone, there's so much like you know research going on behind there is so much thinking about how do we word things uh, in, in these uh, posts so that people can understand so that people can get the message so that um, we don't um, we don't we don't showcase a bias on our side because it's very very easy to put in our bias in, in these mm-hmm. stories that we're writing because you know we're taking the role of the media uh, the media creators. When social media came about, the the role of creator no longer just belonged to the mainstream media companies, but to all of us. We all had that agency. We all, all have that power. And then once you have the role of creator is dispersed in that way and everyone has that role in their hand, you have that power in your hand, you also have the responsibility of how are you going to use this role as creator to out the stories so the same things that we were saying just now when we talk about the mainstream media when we talk about how they frame the stories who is funding lah and whatnot maybe if you personally don't have a funder but your own personal biases mm. your own personal um uh prejudices right um you have to be very very careful in terms of when, when you put out the stories but definitely if you're in doing advocacy you're your story is definitely going to be skewed to the the what you're advocating for lah. That's that's a given mm, mm, mm. You know, um, talking about in terms of uh, when you phrase 
your stories, whether you come from a place of privilege, whether you come from a place of um, uh, like, 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 like if you're talking about poverty and you are, you know, someone who isn't, who, who didn't come from that background, maybe you wouldn't understand it that much. And maybe that's why you need to do even more research. You need to talk from, to people who came from that background for you to get the kind of story so that you don't put, put out things that are insincere. So, um, so much that goes on behind this kind of um, advocacy, even in the simplest level, like, like how I'm doing it, uh, I think people need to really understand it a little more, lah. Uh, mm. so that you don't you don't just see what people are doing and just talk crap about them. Um, don't see advocacy out there and just go like, why aren't they doing more? Mm. Do you know what's going on? How they're trying to do it? What kind of obstacles they're facing? Um, so, yeah, I think that that's one of the things uh, that people should should take care of when they see um, advocacy out there. Mm, mm, mm. I, I think I think it's very true that sometimes we, we think that these people are like superhuman and like they expect like a million and one things from them and, and they don't even have the power to do that, right? And like it's, mm. it's, uh, it's there's, there's, there's no, uh, in my opinion, there's almost no personal benefit because I, I think that also like brings um, tra- transition to like the next part there the kind of barriers and the kind of consequences that people face. You know, I think one of the biggest mm. ones that I saw was uh, Rifaya. Right? And, and I was like, looking to cheat about it. I mean, like, yeah, before. <laughs> and I was like, when, when I first read it, I was like, holy shit, like her whole future, right, is like in the balance just because of what she has done. And I think for those of you who do not know, what happened was um, she couldn't even get into public view. She couldn't find sponsorship because of um you no, know, because people thought of her as uh yeah like, uh not not uh, like it wasn't worth sponsoring her in that sense. Uh, you want to yeah uh the um, and and I think what's what's um important for the rest of us to know is that um Rifai is just one of many, right? There's so many students out there who can't get. To, into public uni um, just because they have been vocal about certain things. Um, and, and she represents like so many of them. And uh, we have so many of these kind of icons, right? So many people who um, can't do a, a lot of things just because they are a certain race, a certain skin color, a certain um, uh, community. Um, just because they've done certain things, then they, 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 they don't have the same liberties as the rest of us. The, the kind of, or, or even when you start doing advocacy and um, you, um, you have to go to the police station so much, right? So like just even at the time of recording today, um, there were seven uh, activists who were called to IPT Dangwangi um, under the Sedition Act. The Sedition Act, which is a law that was um, introduced when uh, 1958, no, no, 1948, right? It's a law that's even older mm-hmm. than Malaysia. 
and um, it was enacted by the British because they wanted they, back then they wanted to contain the communist insurgent insurgents. It's older than Malaysia, but the same law is still being used to persecute activists out there. And if you are doing like advocacy work and you're facing so many barriers, the um the I think a lot of for a lot of them, the only comfort there really is is that there are a lot there are people supporting la. There are people in solidarity. That's why solidarity is also so important, right? Um mm. every time you see someone being called to the police station for questioning, someone being charged, someone um, uh, being arrested for just for voicing out. You always see a lot of people in solidarity with them because um, when you're in solidarity, your voice has, it has a certain power. You, you start to see that, oh, the rest of Malaysia is able to see um, this person's work matters so much that others are willing to to put themselves um, out there to say that we support this person. And knowing that this person is being investigated or is being charged and there's action being taken against them, knowing that ac- action such as this is um, happening, but they are willing to put themselves into that position just to say that we support what this person does. And that makes a statement. And that's why our solidarity is also very, very important. Yeah. Mm. So, um, when talking about the barriers that um, people doing advocacy face, I myself, am, uh, I, I, don't, I don't consider myself as someone who... Um, who is really like an activist or, or, or anything, but um, I'm just passionate about these things. I'm just trying to do my part. But if, um, but if you as a, like, I guess this is a question we need to ask ourselves. Lah. If you as a citizen of Malaysia is promised the freedom of speech and freedom of expression in our constitution, um, and we are simultaneously denied that right um, with additional clauses and with additional laws. Um, w- do we really have that freedom of expression and freedom of speech? If we can, if you can, in one breath, in one breath, like maybe like as a police officer or whatnot, or like as like a legislator, in one breath, you can say that we, you have the freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And in that same breath, say that you are charged under uh, the, a sedi- the Sedition Act. Um, something just, that, that just goes to show how messed up it is. Lah. How um, we, our, our, our voice really isn't, uh, they don't respect our voice. Mm-hmm. Right? We have a voice. Do they respect it? Mm. This one you need to fight, lah. Mm. Right? Yeah, it's very, very depressing. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but it's also inspirational. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's too full. Like I was saying in the first um in in the previous in the in the previous podcast or so, because when we see all this happening, when we we also see the solidarity, and we also see how everyone is standing up 
um, with you. And when we see the people standing next to you and um, shout, shouting with you, um, risking their, their lives even, or like risking their jobs their, and, and whatnot with you, there is a sense that of hope. There's a sense that um, while we have, uh, we, we are all moving together towards that same goal and there's more and more of us. Mm. And that gives me comfort. That gives me hope. Yeah. Uh, it is very true. That, that is, I, I think it's such a reoccurring theme, right? About how that is, is depressing and yet so comforting and so inspirational. And yeah, I, but I, <laughs> I mean, for, uh, for those of us, I, I think that that's uh, for people who are uh, on the front lines. But what about those of us who are on the sidelines? Because I remember when, but when Jake got uh was in prison, uh just came from prison and I was testing him, I told him that I can only do my part. And I'm like, <laughs> I think thinking about it now, I'm like, this guy just came out from this guy just came out from prison and like I'm on the sidelines, like, you know, uh texting him and I just posting and I just thought like, uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I think like like again we have covered it previously, right? That you're doing what you can in your capacity. Yeah. Uh, but um what? okay okay first of all i didn't come out from prison la. i mean <laughs> <laughs> okay i came out from a police station <laughs> prison will be a whole different level okay. that's like <laughs> that's 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 even more um yeah that, that's that's even worse but um but yeah i think we we also cannot um Look, look down on the work that people are doing, even in terms of sharing. Sharing is powerful. It's very powerful. Um, I think there was the situation where um, someone, um, if, if you go and read the news, uh, some, uh, there was an activist, a young activist who was um, detained uh, overnight. right? And there was a outpour of support of hashtags and there was sharing and there was pressure. When you do that, there's pressure and um uh, ultimately she was she was released ma like in, in the middle of the night. But the, um, the 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 pressure is something that really cannot be ignored. You you can say you, you can say that um all oh, the the police can just ignore whatever you're posting out there. But if you it, when the police ignores then it, it shows there's a very bad, um, uh, it sends a very bad message about them. Lah. Like how dare you ignore thousands and thousands of reshares. Like, like each reshare is one person saying that this is messed up, you know. So basically thousands and thousands of people are saying that you done messed up. <laughs> by, right? By, by um, detaining this person. So that, that's like just one example out of many. When you are uh, in your own capacity, don't don't see your yourself as any less. Um, even for like the video, right? The video that happened, there were videos that went viral, and these videos, when you share them, you are letting more people see how messed up the 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 institution, the police institution is. And the way that they are, um, uh, they're using force and violence to, uh, to deal with 
an otherwise peaceful group of people. Mm. You are, you are, when, when, you sh- when you share it, you're letting people who might not have known that this was a problem see that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. They might know that, oh, yeah, people beat, uh, police beat up people every once in a while, but they didn't know that they would beat up people who were literally mourning for the dead. Not beat up, but like use force on people who are literally mourning for the dead. So like, um, your reshares are powerful. Your comments are powerful. Your likes are powerful. Um, and, but if you're serious about it, don't stop there. Yeah. Um, the, 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 what my, 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 my bosses over at Undi 18 actually told me this, this one thing that, um, democracy doesn't like when we talk about democracy it doesn't stop at the ballot box right so you go and vote and you might think like oh that is i've done my duty as a voter i've done my duty as a citizen i voted and democracy um my role in democracy ends there no your your role actually just begun same same thing here your role in advocacy doesn't stop when you share that post that has only just begun. You can choose to do the same thing. You can choose to uh, keep sharing every day. I mean, it's not wrong. It's it's totally fine by by me. If you're uh, at a position where you're unable to um, take the next step because of safety reasons or like personal reasons because it's... Um, uh, you know, you're not emotionally equipped to, to handle it or whatnot. It's fine understand but if you're uh, if you feel that you're capable to take that next step why not just go it why not take that next step mm. right that next step could be talking to your parents about what's going on it might not it might not be um you know going there out there and um, you know, shouting at the police or whatnot, but um, it could literally just be telling your parents uh, or asking your parents, what do you think about this? What do you think about, you know, cultural appropriation, maybe that's more, or that what do you think about um, the Rohingya uh, com- community? Um, so if you take that next step and that's your next step, then go ahead, talk to, talk to them. And if you have another step after that, which is to maybe, you know, um, uh, talk to a small group of people outside your family, go ahead, take that step. Yeah. As long as you don't stop at um, one, one thing um, and just leave it at that, right? Um, take your time, take the next step. Um, yeah, we're... Don't don't be afraid, lah. I feel like it's yeah. very it's very important for us to remember that we shouldn't be we shouldn't like just keep quiet and like like I think I say this so many times like especially in our Asian culture <laughs> we always have <laughs> to be like silent and like just follow follow um instructions mm-hmm. and just you know do what you've been told right and then don't speak up mm. and and I remember like. Uh, this is not calling out my parents in any way, lah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, there are, there will be conversations sometimes, you know, when when we are, uh, you know, 
like it's the, the older generation may be a bit more racist, you know? And and there was this one time when when we were talking and I was like, that that doesn't sound right, you know? It sounds it, it sounds like you are you are saying that these people and you are generalizing all of them to be a to, to be bad, right? And you know, I was I was just thinking in my mind, like this is this doesn't sound right. So I want to call out them or call up on them and say, hey, you know, you can't you can't just generalize all of them to be bad, you know, just because you have certain experiences, um, you know, that 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 are that may be the bad apples that you have you have you have seen, but you can't say that all of them are bad. And mm-hmm. being able to to speak up and um not not just so like 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 what Jit said, like you know, the one step above uh like sharing, sharing. and like liking and all that is is to do these kinds of things like because I think for most for most of us or or I would say myself like, I've always viewed advocacy as like you either do nothing or you protest and like that's a, that's a big um you know range in a big spectrum and there are a yeah. lot of things in between that you can actually do um so yeah I think that 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 was that was my my take on it <laughs> I, I think yeah. something that really um like, uh, what Sean was talking about, right? And um for, for me when I was preparing the materials, right, and I was like thinking about it, I was like thinking, okay, how do we encourage people to get in, get into advocacy? And I was thinking of it more of like going out for protest, right? like the big, big things, right? How do you apply to things like uh solidarity, uh or uh like blast, that kind of stuff, like and I, I forget that it doesn't it's not there, you know. It's not like I want to become an accountant and you go and, and you work for like the big four. It doesn't, it, it, the, the jump isn't like that. You you, you get good at math. You, you, know? you get good. You get, you do the small things and, and if you feel called, you know, it, it can be uh, called because of the community that you love or a job or you know, some spiritual calling, that kind of stuff. Any calling at all. I think, then you go into this bigger pictures. But, be, but I think the, the essential idea is that it doesn't, you don't have to be there to start. You just have mm, to start from yeah. where you are. Yeah, definitely. You, uh, it, it, it's, it's a journey. La. It's always a journey. La. But also I think um, some form of encouragement also is that if you're on the, if you're on the fence, thinking of um, maybe like you're on the fence for um, to join like a rally or um, a, a, a a session where you, where you speak out about things. I think um, a, an encouragement is that Malaysia is actually not a, we're not historically docile. We're not historically um, anti-speaking out. Because there have been so many instances in our uh, in our history that um, even university students have come out to um, to 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 speak out. In, in fact, one of the more during the seventies, there were uh, groups of students. Uh, I think in uh, in the seventies, there was the Baling demonstration mm-hmm. in Baling. It's it's one of the uh, it's a very very iconic, I mean, very very important street protest because um you have you had thousands and thousands of rubber tappers and university students going to the streets to protest about poverty. Um, it was 
I think it was where, I think even I think Anwar Ibrahim was like, <laughs> uh, was was actually part of it. Uh, he was a student activist back then. Um, and it was huge. There were like more than twenty thousand, more than twenty thousand people. I think. Uh, you can fact check me on this, but I think um, I think that's the the number. Um, and back then they were you the the student unions were all very very active. You know, I mean, University of Malaya. They were very very active in terms of voicing out. So I think I that if that's my encouragement to to all of y'all is that um, just because of your age or just because uh, of um, your, your maybe your 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 background. I, I think that shouldn't stop you if you have the heart for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really shouldn't stop you. Um, do, do what you think is right. Mm. And it, but if, what, if, what, if what you think is right is taking drugs, then no. Lah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but do what you think is <laughs> it, it's, it's right that uh, you, it's something that we... It, People can actually, um, the 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 community is there to actually fight with you for la. No, no, no point. Um, I mean, okay. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to say this, but I, I I don't want to um um make it sound like your like private protest, like your individual protest wouldn't wouldn't matter. But it's all. It can make a statement that that is powerful. There is power in that, but it's always also very good to have that group of people. I think we were talking about that earlier on. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, don't let that stop you. Students in the seventies have done it. You can do it too. Should be the tagline. Students in the seventies have done it. You can do it too. I really do think so, though. But if they are so, if they are capable, if they have that passion and that drive, right? Why can't we? Mm. Yeah, and, and we have all the tools right now. Mm. We are even more we well equipped. We are even more well equipped than they, they were. Yeah, <laughs> we ha- we were not just equipped with the 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 tools in itself, the 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 social media and and, and whatnot, and and ways of communicating. Um. You know, back then when they wanted to protest, they had to literally meet in in, in person to plan. <laughs> or what? What are you gonna do? Like smoke signal, <laughs> smoke signal, right? Oh. <laughs> but no lah. But they 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 needed to actually meet up to plan or write letters to plan. But right now, what we can do is you can a WhatsApp group, Telegram group, mm. right? And we we can we can start. We can start to create. It's not just not just protest lah. Not everything about Gossi is protest ma. But we are talking about um you know maybe setting up like um uh, a small group of people to um to advocate for uh you know uh forest conservation. Yeah, forest conservation. You have that group of people. You can easily create Discord server, WhatsApp group start this conversation going um start thinking about what you can do mm. yeah we have all the tools but it's not just that we have another thing we have the knowledge of um people in our past what they have done before what has worked what hasn't worked we have so many things at our disposal 
right? And this is the best time to start was, I think this is like the, the, the most um, overused term, but the best <laughs> time to start was yesterday. The second best time is today. I think, I think yeah. cliches are there for a reason and cliches are real. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> and if those of you are asking, um, has there been changes because of these movements? I would say it is very timely because recently, right, in the High Court of Kuching, um, Yundi Lapam Dash has been, you know, has, mm. uh, has been implemented, uh, has been asked to be implemented uh, in, and yeah. Yep. They have to implement <laughs> it. The government, the, the, the Sarawakian government has to implement it. Um, I think, I think by, by December, I think if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. So who says it doesn't work? Who says advocacy doesn't work? Right. This is actual, actual change <laughs> happening. Right. And hopefully, hopefully, um, uh, the, the same thing happens for the rest of Malaysia lah, for in federal level, on a federal level, mm, mm. right? And once that happens, millions of um, youth will get, you'll be enfranchised and you get a chance to um, participate in democracy in, in, in that sense. And I think that's super inspiring, super powerful. Right, your uh, if if your journey in understanding politics hasn't started yet, that's like perfect place to start, lah. Mm, mm. mm. I think in that <laughs> with that, right? I think like you know, um, do you guys have any other take home messages for our listeners? <laughs> mm, take home message. I think. You're already home if you're listening to this, probably. <laughs> oh, we hope you're home. Yes, that's it. You hope you're home. Stay home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think don't. It's it's also it's it has to do with um. Just, you know, like like we, like doing all this advocacy stuff, right? That there, there may not be instant change. I mean, like it's great. It's great that like stuff in uh, in Kuching, you know, in the eighteen and all that is happening. We we need to. You know, it might it might be that you you advocate for it and then there's no change immediately but then like i i'm sure jake can agree with me as well it's like it's doing this yep. these things for yep. the future for the future generations and making sure that you know there's a future for the next people coming coming along in malaysia and mm. i think that's the beauty of it right where we sacrifice our time and our, uh, our effort and our energy to create a better future and yeah yeah i love that about malaysians <laughs> Yeah, man. The yeah, that that's such a such an in, in, important thing. The there was a period of time where I had this um crisis, uh, uh internal crisis. It's not really existential. It's more um when I was looking around and seeing how messed up everything is and how much work needs to be done in Malaysia. I actually had this moment I was thinking, wow, there's going to be so many, there are so many things that I will not see change for, I'll probably not see change for until like after I'm dead, right? And, and that's, that realization sank in and I was like, wow, um, that means, that would mean that probably I wouldn't see anything uh, like 
there, there, there wouldn't be something for me to look at and go like, hey, I did that. <laughs> um, like, even uh, until, until I'm dead. And then I had a period of wondering why I even did what I was doing. Right? Or why, why do I even bother reading about the news and, 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 and all that? Um, but then I came out of that realization, understanding that uh, the same thing that what Sean was saying, it's not just for you. It's not, you're not doing this for yourself, mm. right? May, maybe, maybe you started off doing it for yourself, maybe, but um, you're doing it for the people around you. When you say, I love Malaysia, I don't say, it's not that I love that, that land, right? That, that, that piece of that tanah, you know? It's because I love the people. And I love my family and friends who are around there. And I love the people around there. I love, um, you know, if you have children, you love your children. And that's why you want the Malaysia to be a better place because you're, you want it to be a better place for them. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that's the core of, you know, advocacy really. And it's not just... And um, even if it's not about Malaysia, even if it's... Things that you know, um, climate change because that's not a Malaysia-specific thing. Man. It's like rest of the world; everyone faces the consequences. Um, you know, it's so it's not just really about Malaysia in that sense, but um, we love people, and you want people to have a better earth to live in. Mm. So that's why you fight for these things, and I think that's where your heart should be. In, in, in advocacy so um, final words take uh, take it step by step it's uh, it may be a difficult road but take it step by step you'll have people around you in solidarity with you um, and yeah keep fighting beautiful and uh, I guess that's all from us and we'll catch you in the next episode of The One Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah.